Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final, and the results are good. A Brewers 10-9 victory, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show right here in the Lakeland University studios. It's uh, Tim Allen and Tim Shea as uh, the Brewers get the victory 10-9 to take three in a row out of the All-Star break. We'll take that, will we not? And uh, I'll tell you what, it is... uh, it's the offense that's doing this thing right now. Now, I'm not saying it's going to change your mind in anything in terms of uh, what the Brewers have done through the first half of the season, but, boy, it's one hell of a start, isn't it? I mean, you're looking at 25 total runs in the three-game set coming out of the All-Star break. You're also uh, looking at 35 hits, 35 hits in the three games. Now, that might be starting to change your mind a little bit, but they get it done over the Rockies to take the first three of this four-game set, and they've already won the series. And, and again, for those that say your your job is to win series and everything else is going to take care of itself, well, you've already done that. We get to borrow the broom again. That's a good thing, Tim. That, I think, is very appropriate for this Gotta love borrowing the broom. Uh, you you have to. It. It's a it's a great situation, and uh, they get they get the victory. Boy, back and forth. This is one of those baseball games where you just never wanted to give up on. And thirty six thousand plus at American Family Field, you guys never gave up on it either. Here in the rowdy chance in that eighth inning, McCutcheon with the two run uh, double and uh, to, uh, to untie the game. I mean, it, there were just twists and turns all over the place in this. And let's not discount your boy, Brent Suter, 
holding the Rockies there in the eighth inning so you can bridge the gap in case you scored in the bottom half, uh, bottom half in which you did. He was uh, he was in there to pitch a scoreless inning in the eighth. He did give up a, a double and did hit a man, but again, no runs right there. Two games in a two games that's, now. Two, yeah, two two appearances in a row. Cy Young for Brent <laughs> for Brent Suter, starting to turn things around on his season for sure. But I mean, he holds it to an eight seven deficit right there, and that was really key. Obviously, because then the Brewers put up three in the bottom half. You get three more outs and a little bit of a bumpy ride for Josh Hader there uh, in that ninth inning. He did give up a couple of hits and a run, but did lock down the save, save number 28. And the Brewers right back to 10 games over 500. And again, as uh, as I've been saying you know, throughout the year here, that uh, Ned Yost told me years ago, what what are you talking about? Get over 500. You want to be 10 games over 500. You want to be 10 games over. That way, if, if you go into a little bit of a funk, you drop down to eight, seven, six games over. Then when you get hot, you get right back to 10 games over 500. It all levels off. And then you go from there. Well, that's where they're at now. 53 and 43, three consecutive wins out of the all-star break. But I think the storyline here so far in the second half. And again, early returns are in, that's for sure. But and, and it's only been three games. But I think really the storyline, if you're gonna write a storyline, resurgence of the offense, this is how you start it. Twenty-five runs, thirty-five hits. Now you you have given up some runs, you know, four last night, five on Friday night, and you give up nine today. So I mean that's that's gotta be uh, remedied in some some way, shape, or form. But in regards to the offense, because that really, throughout the first half of the year, we may have spent more air hours, and I think everyone could attest to this, I think. We don't keep track of that sort of thing. Uh, more air hours talking about the offense than anything else with, with regards to the Brewers this year. Would you say that's fair, Tim? That's very fair. Yeah. Very fair. More air minutes, more air hours, not just this show, but Bart – you know, the Wendy's Big Show and, and the Afternoon Show as well. But this is the way you turn things around. you got to be feeling good about the Brewers' offense. It's just Colton Wong and Hunter Renfro come out of the uh, All-Star break just stinging hot. Now, both of them with six hits so far in the series, in the three games thus far. Those of you who think the series is done, uh-uh. I know it's it's a little strange that a weekend series ends on a Monday game and and rain's not involved, but that's the way it is. A wraparound series here, it just wrap a four game set around the weekend. But and those of you that you know think in terms of well, this offense is going to be the death of them. I mean, I've heard that a million times. I, I'm staying hopeful. I told you guys that uh, throughout the year. I think this offense is better than what it has shown. I think certainly specific players are far better than what they've shown in the first half. In the three games, as I said, Colton Wong and Hunter Renfro, uh, both with six hits in the series. You're seeing Christian Yelich get on base and scoring a few times. I mean, you know, he had uh, he had a ball that was hit 117 miles an hour in the first inning. Those that are wondering where that where the hell is the power? Well, he had one there. But this this is a nice game. This this is a fun game. You had, I mean, this has been a fun series. And I know what you're going to point to. You're going to point to the Colorado, it's the Rockies. They're not that good. They're the Rockies. They're a tough team to strike out. They're a tough team to get out 
offensively, they're like that little gnat of a team that just won't go away, just buzzing around your ears a little bit. And by the way, be prepared with with all the rain that has come through. You, uh, you, it's been a decent bug season. Have you noticed that they haven't been crazy mosquitoes and all that? Oh, get ready <laughs> with this rain. I think the Rockies are just like that. They just buzz you around a little bit, and there's nothing easy with with the Rockies here. And I'm not saying they're a great team because they're not, but it's just the way they play. Uh, they could use some pitching. On the other hand, where the Brewers could use some contact and some batting averages. Well, that's starting to get fixed a little bit. 414-799-1250. Want to get your a reaction on this uh, series so far? I would say wrapping up the three-game set and a three-game sweep, but that's not the case. Still one more to go. But they did take the series with the victory today. They did get get back to 10 games over 500, and rumors just flying around about the trade deadline and what the Brewers need. Now, I was, I was asking Tim Shea in the studio here in Hales Corners that um, – wouldn't baseball, and I wanted to get into this at some point throughout the show, if you want to chime in, 414-799-1250. Wouldn't baseball be in a little bit better situation in terms of entertainment value, <clears throat> popularity, uh, just some splash value, if at the trade dead, deadline it was sort of a three-day window where you you can you can make trades and here's your deadline, but... It's like a three or four day window leading up to the deadline, and that's it, it's in a time frame in which everybody has to do their work. In. That would be awesome. Three you, days in front of your TV watching baseball trades. Well, and you see it, Tim, to some degree on the final day of the deadline, right? Because then, then everyone's kind of getting itchy trigger finger, and you know deals are consummated, or you know some of the rumors are dispelled a little bit. But I, th- I don't know. Give that some thought if the trade deadline should be maybe like a three- or four-day window where, hey, it's game on. Winter meetings type situation, I don't know if, if that's a good comparison or not. But I just think, you know, with, with all the expanded playoffs, with a lot of teams still in the running, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that might have some sort of merit. You Seven, want to make baseball exciting, right? That's what, what they want to do. I I just think it would make that, you know, those three, four days. The NFL does it. Yes. I mean, just yes. they're magnificent at it. And then yep. they will make it a show. They, they will make these things a show. Same with the NBA. Well, force feed this into a time frame where everyone's, I won't say has to, but maybe you got to kind of pay attention within that window. It makes it easier for us to understand. We're all busy. You know, everybody's busy. They don't have time to sit there and scroll through a bunch of sports all day long for, oh, I don't know, three weeks of a of a, a trade run-up. Uh, it's just something to think about. And your reaction on a Brewers uh, three-game set thus far that has put up 25 runs, 35 hits in three victories over the Rockies. And in, in this early stage, and I'll get to the calls, in this early stage of the second half, I'm still going to say it, you might go back to game one of this series. We may look back on that home run in the bottom of the 10th inning on Friday by Hunter Renfro as one of the bigger swings of the season. And I know it only accounted for a tie game at that time. It accounted for ultimately a single victory at that time. But imagine just a little bit different scenario in which they fall in that game, their bullpens beat up, 
maybe don't things don't turn out the way they are in games two and three. And just don't sleep on that home run. And then, of course, he has the three-run bomb last night. And then what does he do today? Well, we'll get to highlights. He's This is what – I remember uh, early on in the season, Tim, talking about Hunter Renfro and trying to introduce Brewers fans to Hunter Renfro and how I, I claimed that Brewers fans were going to learn to love this guy. We were seeing a little bit why. What he's doing over these past three games here? Yeah. That's why we signed him. Yeah. He's got a hose of a right arm. I mean, it's just on and on. It's just a – uh, uh, Craig Council was talking about it on the on the pregame show on the flagship today, and that was in that Hunter Renfro is just your your classic, your typical baseball right fielder. He's got everything, all all the accolades of just your good right fielder in today's form of baseball. He was runner up in a, for a Gold Glove last year. He was. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, just a really good. <laughs> Really good baseball player. But he did say along the same interview that he is a little more on the streaky side. So he got that too. 799-1250. Nate, 35 hits thus far in the three games out of the All-Star break. 25 runs. So you looking a little bit different at, at this offense or no? Um, yeah. Like I told you yesterday, it's, for me it's all about their approaches at the plate. Um, they're not they're not overswinging. Um, when they get – like uh, for instance, um, Brasso, um, he battled, he battled, he battled, and then when he came, when he got a pitch that he liked, he, 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 he got a double. Okay, Council's uh, a genius. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Did you like that move? Colton Wong's one of your hotter hitters here in the last three days. One of your hotter hitters in this series, and simply because a lefty came in, that was Council's like. Nope, mid-game, lefty coming in. I'm going Brasso. Brasso chews up lefties. Colton Wong, you're not very good about uh, against lefties. Yet Wong is the hottest hitter, or one of, in the entire series. Yeah, it's what, it's, it, hey, it's, it's what he gets paid to do. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, we can, we can he, if, if it didn't happen, if it didn't, if it didn't, if it wasn't the correct move, People would have people would have bashed him, probably including myself. I would have been like, "Well, why are you taking long guy? <laughs> At least well. you admit it. Yeah, no, no, I'd be I'd probably be bashing myself um, because, like you said, Long is hitting hitting the ball very well. And for me, I I thought when I when I saw him walk up, I said, "I don't know about this." Um, I wouldn't if it was me. I wouldn't have did it personally, but. Hey, he gets paid. He get paid to make those decisions, and and he has confidence in Brasso to where he knows when a lefty is at the plate, um, he's going. To, he's probably going to deliver nine times, and that's the that's why these guys love him. Yeah. And then another thing about Renfro, uh, I think I talked to you earlier. Uh, uh, I think it was a Cincinnati series after he goes after he did the same thing he did this series. He hit three. Home runs in three games. And I said um, that if I was a pitcher, I would never throw anything low to him ever again. And if these pitchers are going to keep throwing it low to him, he's going to just give it yep. a ride. That's that's his money. That's his money area. His money area is that pitch low and in or low and outside, and he's going to give it a ride every time. And then for another thing, for the trade deadline, I think for me. Um, what would make the trade deadline 
um, better if, if they moved it back um, even further than what it is. Maybe because, put it with the All-Star game and break in there. Maybe no, maybe no, do no. that. Not move it forward, move it back. Oh, like, okay, yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. Because you, if you think about it, like, with these, with the with the way the season is, nine times out of ten, most most teams that are borderline, they're not going to sell. They'll fall out in August, right? Yeah, they're not going to sell at the beginning of August because they still have a mathematical shot. If you move it back, you have more teams, more availability of players because most teams are like, well, we we probably don't have a shot, so maybe we're going to sell. Um, sell away our good bats and our good pitchers okay. because later in the season like that. Yep, okay, good point. All right, we'll discuss. All right, thanks, Nate. 799-1250. Um, it still would li- it, it would basically limit the trades. It, you would have to wait a little bit longer, and then either way there's a deadline. But I'm just thinking – Okay, if that's fine, you want to put it in, like, August 10th or something. August 15th. A lot of people say August 15th is really, really, truly where pennant races began. You put it from the 12th to the 15th, and you go from there. But what I want is in the window. But I don't want it watered down along, uh, you know, two and a half months where you can make trades throughout the season. Hey, we saw it last year. Willie Adamas comes in in May. I mean, there's there was no – there's really, at that point, the deadline is just way down the road. But just interesting thought, though, to move it back. 799-1250. Uh, pick a John, any John, anywhere a John John. we got a bunch of Johns on hold. How, you, John, guys, how yeah. you doing today, Tim? What's going on, John? Oh, my God, what an exciting game. Just unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, this this was big, and and uh, I don't know who put a nickel in the fans at American Family Field, but someone did. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I love the fact that Rossau was uh, put in, and he pitched hit for Wong, and Wong's gotten hot. But again, like we talked before, Tim, you know, Rossau's been in those situations against Raul Chapman and the Yankees. You know, so when he played for Tampa Bay, so he's got that. Uh, veteran savvy he's a lefty specialist john that's what he is only it's he's not a pitcher he's a lefty specialist with a bat in his hand i can tell you i'll I'll be honest and nate that our last caller i i think that was admirable of him to admit that he would have been bashing council okay so what i did when when they pinch hit brasso i just got up off my chair I went out uh, here in the studio. I went outside to have a smoke. But I, I look back at Tim Shea producing the show today. I said, time to check the splits. Let's find out what Wong is against, I think it was Gomber at the time. Let's see what he is. Let's see what Brasso is. Let's check their splits to see what kind of history. And then I got to say, after after my cigarette, I came back in and I went, that council's a genius. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a genius. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, to your point, too, when we talked the other night, I mean, Suter, you know, to recover today after putting the first two guys on, if you can get him even, like we're playing the Twins next, so if he can have another good outing against the Twins, then you can slot him in in front of Boxberger, then you got Suter, Boxberger, William Tater, you know, provided Boxberger, he's so up and down, like one day's uh you know, I don't know who, and then the next he's, you know. Well, they a need a guy. Ball. They need a guy that's dependable during a tie game and down yes. one. Yes, 
and down yeah, one they, run. That's that's where they really, really need the guy. Now, whether or not that's Suter, they want it to be Suter. It could be Trevor Gott, as his numbers are a little sketchy now if you if you add them all up. Maybe it's the, the newly acquired Jake McGee in that one-run well, deficit or tie game, and, and that will shorten the game too. Well, the thing is, Suter's left-handed, so that's why, you know, and Gott, you know, he's another one. But I like the fact that you got a left-hander out of the bullpen. The other thing, Tim, is like you said – you know, for Hunter Renfro, we want to get behind somebody right now. You know, we want the bats to get explosive. We've been waiting on Yelich. He hasn't gotten that momentum yet. For Hunter Renfro to ride this energy, that catapults you to get other people contagious, like McCutcheon. I mean, hey, Brewer fans, Brewer fans deserve to pat themselves on the back. You know, we're pretty patient. We didn't get down on McCutcheon when he was, what, Tim, 0-24? No, and he and mentioned now- that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now he's just been unbelievable. He's just my favorite player right now. I mean, you talk about clutch, and that's why you can just feel the energy from everybody is because the fact is when you get those power bats going, it's so it's so, um, it's so so exciting, you know? All right, John, thanks for the call. I, I appreciate the uh, music that you sent me, too. That's pretty cool, Clark stuff. I mean, that re- it really is. Now, I, I want – let's see if Mike calls in. Tim, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's John. Now there's a Mike that calls in, and and I swear to God they're brothers, right? Yep. Or the same person. Yep. John from Glendale. They could that's, be that's, punking us. That that was John and Glendale. That's John and Glendale. Okay, now there's so, a there's another there's John. Another we'll John. To. Yeah. We'll get to in a second, but there's a Mike that calls in. I I, I, I want to say Franklin. That's mm. what he says. Is it is it Franklin? I, it might be a Franklin Oak Creek. Maybe Oak Creek. I'll say, yeah. But there's a mic that sounds Ed, just like John. Like Friday night. Was it Friday night when, when you like, brought it up? And you're like, hold on. It's I gotta. distracting me. Right. Because I think I'm getting punked or something, which has been known to happen. It could be. It yeah. could be the same guy. Yeah. Uh, 799-1250. You want a little window of two, three, four days of a trade deadline? Yes. Or do you want it to yes. where it's at now? Uh, and also, your your thoughts on the offense here. Coming out of the All-Star break, break I, th- I think it's important to point out, 35 hits for this offense, 35 hits in the three games out of the break. That's unheard of. And 25 runs. <laughs> now, it doesn't compare to the Blue Jays the other day. Blue Jays had 25 on the board through five innings against the Red Sox. No, but this is really good for the crew. John, uh, second John, you're next here on The Fan. Yeah, I got a question. How, what, am I missing something? But why isn't Devin Williams our closer? Okay, so you want to just yank Hater? I know Hater gave up a couple of hits and a run, but you he do has, realize he's been how pretty bad lately. No, but you do realize how absolutely great, and I, you know, great. I do, but look at look at Williams' numbers. Those are great too. What has he done that he doesn't deserve it? But not the pitch behind, be on the same team as Josh Hader. See, well, that's I. I where better. would be the where would be the threshold? Okay, let's say let's say you get your way. Devin Williams is the closer, and, and this is a serious question. At what point would you lift a closer out of that role? At what point would what would Devin have to do to lose that job? Like how many well, how many how many blown saves, how many hits, how many runs? Do you have sort of a parameter on it just so I can understand the scope of this? Well, how many people are reaching, getting on base? You know, 
compare the two, who's get, who's letting the most people on base for one, whether they he gets a walk or whatever. Now I have uh, you go with a hot hand. Okay, okay, the hot and, and I to at some point I agree with you, but is seven outings now eight? Is eight outings enough to get that done? Yes. That's okay. According to you, it is. For me, it's still bubble land. It's getting close, though. I'm with you, John. It's getting close. It's eight appearances, eight consecutive appearances, and he's just not been Josh Hader. He's been somewhat mortal. Yeah. Now, is it now for me? No, but it's yes for you, right? Yes, it is. I'm just saying, you know, I'm going with a hot hand. Okay, I got you. I understand. It's a great debate, and and that's what it comes down to. John, thanks for the call. We'll talk again. And it may happen. Everybody has their threshold. Everyone has their breaking point, including Craig Council, Chris Hook, and Pat Murphy. They do. What is blowing games in bunches? Are these numbers good enough for that to fall under that definition? I think if there's ever a time to stretch that where you blow games in bunches, if there's ever a time to stretch that, it would be with the greatness of Josh Hader. He gets extra in my book. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. You might not. I don't know if Doug Melvin would have agreed with that because he says you don't think about pulling the closer unless he blows games in bunches. Was Josh Hader sort of doing that? I... Towing the line. It's, yeah. Towing the line, I mean. I mean, it's right there. And it's now eight if you go back to July 3rd. I think I spelled that out to a lot of people. July 3rd, 33 pitches. July 4th, the next day in a different city, 21 pitches. Skip a day, then throw 16 pitches. He pitches three out of four days in two different cities and throws 70-0 pitches. 3rd, 4th, and 6th of July. People have asked me where that gets all started or where this all got started. I think I look back to that. 70 pitches in th- in four days, three different appearances. And he just hasn't been the same since. Today, looked better, right? Gets a couple of outs. Looks like Josh Hader and then gets a ringing triple. And then he ends up giving up a run on on another hit. And now you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, is this going to happen again? But it didn't. I mean, he's crawling back out of this funk too. And I think I'm with you, John. I'm with you there that at some point, yes. And maybe even more of a reason to lean towards John's argument would be that you have a guy like Devin Williams that has been – Greatness too. The last twenty-seven appearances. So it it's it's a quite fascinating debate. It really is seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll take a break. Continue to get your reaction here. Brewers win ten nine. That All Star conversation too. If you want to chime in on that, would that would that benefit Major League Baseball as a whole? Would it provide a little better marketing for them? Yeah, maybe. Brewers get the uh, victory today, three in a row out of the All-Star break. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show, here on The Fan.
about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Get back to you guys. We see on hold right there in just a second here. Brewers get a 10-9 victory. Let's run through some of the numbers here as the Brewers, well, took care of business, but it was a back-and-forth affair here. Christian Yelich goes one for four with a walk and two runs scored. Willie Adamas, he ends up going one for three with an RBI and a run scored. He walked as well. Rowdy Telez, two for five. With an RBI and a run scored. Andrew McClutchin, two for five, two knocked in, two runs scored. Colton Wong stays hot, one for three with a couple of runs scored. Brasso off the bench, one for two with an RBI. Hunter Renfro stays hot, two for three, two RBIs, a run scored. Luis Urias goes one for three with a couple of RBIs himself. Omar Narvaez. And Victor Caratini both go 0 for 2. Jonathan Davis 0 for 1 with a walk. And Tyrone Taylor gets in on the fun. 1 for 2, an RBI, and a run scored. Pitching, well, that uh, there's been better days here for Eric Lauer. Uh, four and a third innings. He allows four runs on six hits, three walks, and three strikeouts. He threw 92 pitches. ERA now sits at 383. Yandel Gustave, one and a third, two hits, two runs, both earned, two walks, and a strikeout. Hobie Milner, one-third of an inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and a strikeout. Brad Boxberger, ouch, deuces wild, two hits, two runs, two walks, two strikeouts. And Brent Suter starting to turn things around. One inning, no runs on a hit, uh, no walks, and a strikeout did hit a man. Josh Hader, two hits, a run and a pair of strikeouts. Brewers today, they get 10 runs on 12 hits, no errors. The Rockies get nine runs on 13 hits without an error. The win, it goes to Brent Suter. He now moves to 3-3, and and the loss to um, Colomay. 
It goes to two and three. The save to Hader, number 28, 36,465 at American Family Field as the Brewers here in the 2022 championship season runs their record two fifty three and 43. And we'll get back to you guys, 414-799-1250. Kenny, crack one open. It's a good day for it. Ah, it's always nice to have a team who is struggling before the oh, All-Star geez. break. The way that they were playing to come out and come out firing like they're doing. Did you say struggling? Struggling. Oh, struggling. I thought you said slugling. No, no, no. Okay. Struggling. And struggling. Kenny, Kenny, before you go, I have my mine here as well. I'm going to crack mine open here. Oh, there you go. It's just a hey, Diet, it's just a diet Coke. Claw. I don't it know better not that's... be a white claw. It's just a Diet Coke. I'm on the clock. <laughs> I love it. Uh, in fact, we'll have to get a day where we all get a group together and we're all cracking one open together. Together, Espe- yes. Yeah, especially as we, the season continues on. Now that the Brewers are 10 games over 500 again, and they seem to have uh, embraced the time off. So whatever was ailing whomever, however things weren't coming together, they clearly look like a different team, even in the dugout when you see these guys. Yeah, key stat, 35 hits. Okay, 25 runs is all good, but the 35 yeah. hits, that's not like these guys. No, well, but it was what people thought they were going to do when you put this Agreed. many veterans together. Agreed. So now you're starting to see a little bit of this. Remember, here, I want to, I want to, I want to, there's a couple of points I want to make. One is, so there have been a ton of injuries, right? So, so many guys, we've had so many different guys in the lineup and guys getting hurt. And, you know, your biggest hitter now, Renfro, which everybody thought he was going to be this guy, he didn't, he showed some flashes of it, but now he's, the last few games, he's really showed that, you know what, I'm all in, I'm ready to go, I'm healthy. You get McCutcheon, you get Wong, you get Yelich. You start to get your veteran players that are going to pick up your younger guys and keep this team moving forward. In, in in the direction that everybody thought they would be. So, you know, I, I still won't get off my 100-plus game deal with them. Well, you better get it, on a run to get 100, I'll tell you that. Well, here's the deal. So that means they would lose 19, 19 or 20 down the stretch here in 70, what, now you got 70 games left? So you, it's still achievable. I mean, it's not like it's something that can't happen. Um, however, uh, I want to go to another point, and that is about the hater thing. I want to help that last caller out with a couple of things that I think people have overlooked. When a man is going through uh, a troubling scenario like he was going through with his wife and the pregnancy, and he didn't go out to the all-star game, and it's, a, it's her first child, I think a lot of that plays into some of this. And that weighs on a guy. And it, and it weighs on because of the wife and a number of things. Now, I'm not making excuses for the kid per se, but I am going to say this. Those all factor in. I don't care if you run a machine press or you pitch. It bothers you, okay? So he hasn't been as sharp as he had been prior to. And one of the things I've seen with him is he's going back to that fastball all the time. Tim, when he was at his best here in the first couple of months of the season, what was he doing? That cutter set up and that cutter and that changeup set up his fastball. You got to get back to that. And Chris Hook and Council, this is their job to make sure that they let him know that Hey, guy, you're our guy. You're our closer. No, we're not going to Devin Williams like the last caller. Put Devin Williams in. No, I don't want – Devin Williams is a setup guy. He's not a closer. 
So with that being said, Hader's going to be your guy. He'll get squared away. They'll help him with that. He's got to work through some mental things that are going on off the field and keep his mind sharp. And I'm, I'm not in the least bit worried about him. The concern that I have is sometimes with middle relief. And this is where, when you talked about, do we need two, three, or four days for trades? Yeah. And don't, don't kid yourself, folks. Stearns is looking hard. And he's looking for what this team needs to get to that threshold of not just getting in the playoffs, not just winning the pennant, but getting to the World Series. So there's going to be some moves made. Yeah. I say this all year long, and they're going to happen. Why? Because the team still has some, some holes that need to be filled, even though after the All-Star break, here they're yeah. coming on a, a three-game winning streak, and they've got 35 hits, and they're scoring a, 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 a crap house full of runs. So yeah. it's exciting. I, uh, yeah, it, it is. If you're going to start to you know turn things around offensively, this is the way to do it. Kenny, always a pleasure, dude. Seven nine. Can't wait! Can't wait to get together, boy. We're going to get together, and I'm putting the first hundred dollar bill on the bar for anybody who wants to show up. I'm buying the first hundred dollars in beers or cocktails. Deal. Uh, some high lifes for me. Like the can, not the bottle. I'm into the can. Just that's hey, something whatever. about the can. Whatever it takes. You can have whatever the heck you want. <laughs> All right, right. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. The thing on uh, on the the personal life side of things. Hey, I, I'm a dad. I get it. Um, I, you know, it affects people differently. It, it does. People parent differently. They, they look at, you know, having, having a, uh, a kid a little bit different than others do. And maybe, maybe that's the case. You know, that it's going to take a little while to settle in and, you know, it's a life changer for sure. Uh, professionally, you have to make adjustments. I don't recall outside of, you know, when, when I had my son that, changed too much of anything I, I knew i still had to work and make money <laughs> the world doesn't stop here i still had to go out and, and do my thing so I'm, I'm i'm not sure how that affects different people it's it's just different for everybody neil at 799-1250 you're next down the fan yeah hey tim how you doing today more important how you are neil amazing because we just came back from the brewers game it was a great game nice okay um a couple of issues on this um I doubt I agree with Beer Count Kenny about the hater thing because I think that um, these issues are mental more than anything right now, just with this baby and stuff and the complications every day. So this all started basically. Um, also, Roddy Telesman was clutch. Came with a big, huge single in the eighth inning, which was awesome. Yep, and all I of that damage. Game. That damage was done with two outs in that eighth inning. They oh, put yeah. up he three was, runs. Was I mean, he was yep. he was had a lot of foul balls. He was battling up there, and he you yep. know he wanted to get something going. And also Andrew McCutcheon. I'm gonna start McCutcheon. Yeah, because that base hit was just, and he was and he's been doing this for years, and people don't realize this. He's been doing. Big hits for I don't know how many years now. He was starting with Pittsburgh. When he was an All Star. Yeah, I gotta He's, say, you guys, you guys at American Family Field, I think you had a lot to do with that rally in that eighth inning. I do. I and, I and a lot of talk to me fifteen years ago. Talk to players fifteen years ago. They're gonna they're gonna thumb their nose at you and say you're nuts. Oh yeah, you're yeah, nuts. Exactly. That the crowd has nothing to do with it. More and more now, I think it does do a distraction. Yeah. It intensifies things. It, it propels yeah. a team to. You know, a player to want to be a hero. Oh yeah, exactly. And Suter again today, just clutch again because he's 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 one of our most underrated players on the team. I think right now, pitching wise. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, good job at at the stadium all right, tonight. Man. 
Thanks, Timmy. I appreciate it. All right. You got it. 799-1250. Brett, you're next. you got to be pretty pleased with this, Brett. 35 hits and 25 runs in the three games so far. Hey, Tim. Yeah, this is a heck of a three-game start to the second half. And you made a comment earlier in the show about this is when it gets exciting. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's 65 left or something like that. And we're off to a hot start. we got it back up to two and a half. Um couple things. I'm going to kind of jump around here since I haven't been able to call in this weekend, but two two guys in the bullpen. Um, one, Brent Suter. You know, I, Brent Suter hasn't had the best year, but I think people have, have been slow to realize that over for the five weeks now, he's really been pitching, pitching well. And he's given up some runs and some appearances, but he's pitching uh, multi-innings. You know, and I think coming in today over his last 10 games, he's had under a three ERA. So I, I think he's He's really, really starting to pitch better, and obviously this weekend he's had a good weekend. Well, and it's no wonder. And and Brett, you you watch uh, you you watch as many Brewers games as anybody, but it it really doesn't surprise me when you have the hiccups from Box and possibly even Williams down the line, but certainly Hater. When when you got to go to these guys in in certain situations where Craig Council just has not and does not like to go to those guys when the game is tied or when they're down one or two runs he just doesn't like to go with his hammers late in a game and so they've been without those guys that can hold the hold where you're still losing but it holds it right there it gives your offense time and that's what they're searching for and Brett Suter might be one of those guys he might be coming out of this thing. Gott can be one of those guys. Milner certainly has been really, really good this year. And and then there's the wild card of Jake McGee. I mean, you're seeing what Gustave did. His last two appearances, not good. I mean, two runs given up in the 10th uh, on Friday, two runs today. But they need the guys. There's probably two or three of them that Counts feels comfortable going with in a tie game or down one. Yep, 100%. And I, and I didn't realize, you know, when they, when they brought in Gustave, I saw a lot of people – kind of complaining Milner wasn't in there, which Holby has been awesome. Um, but I didn't, I looked it up and Gustave in June and July has a one eight ERA. Yeah, no, uh, I I'm okay with Gustave. He's a guy that you can't keep throwing in, you know, these inexperienced guys, the, the Luke Barkers and the, and the uh, sad Zacks. And that that's just not where this team was in terms of uh, expectations. You got to have the, the hammers like a Hunter Strickland or a Jeremy Jeffress. Those are the guys you need in that sixth, seventh inning range and got to a degree, was on his path to that. Now, hopefully you can get back on track as well. Yeah, yeah. And one more thing here, Tim, on, on the offense. Um, you know, I one that I want to give credit to, to Craig Council, and I know Nate brought it up, and I'm, I like it when people call in and say, you know, I kind of admit that, oh, I would have thought differently if, if this didn't work out. But Colton Wong can't hit lefties, and that was the type of move that Mike Brasso has been crushing lefties. And I, listen, I like Colton Wong. Since his bad start in April, he's been a very good offensive player this year. But that was, I thought that was a great move by Craig Council. Um, and then also, um, you know, this offense has scored five runs now in seven of the last ten games. Yep. So and you've been on it all year. I've been with you. This offense is not as bad as people think. I think it's finally starting to come, come true. Um, and they're going to get a center fielder. And I think there's been a lot of talk about this three catcher thing. I totally agree with what you said um, this weekend on it. And I, I know Bart is, is hounding on it. But, you know, the reason Severino is up here and Keston here is in the minors, even though he's been hitting, is because 
they need someone to hit lefties. And Rowdy has not been playing well against lefties. Keston can't hit lefties. And that's the I think that's a big reason why Severino is up here. I know it's a small sample size so far this year, and I don't think they're going to hold three catchers the entire rest of the season. But um, if Keston here, I'm a big Keston fan, but if he was able to hit lefties, I, I don't think that. I don't think they'd be playing it out this way. It's simple, but, uh, yeah. And and Keston has himself to blame for that. He just wasn't hitting lefties. He's supposed to hit lefties at a much higher clip. Severino is not eligible for the postseason. And, again, this three-catcher thing, it makes sense to me. You have a switch hitter in Caratini, so that provides some flexibility. You're not going to go – you're not going to trade Omar or, or Caratini here and go into the postseason – with just Omar and a and a rookie, that's just not going to happen. Or Victor Caratini and Mario Feliciano, that's going to be your catching tandem into the postseason. That ain't happening, guys. Not happening. No, nope. you know, I, I I tend to agree with you, but I do think you know there's been a couple rumors that they're floating Omar out there, and then then they brought up Feliciano to be on the taxi squad, and there was some comments that he was just up here working with the major league staff and the coaches, so. I tend to agree with you, but just the way there, um, the, some rumors out there and bringing Feliciano up, I, I wouldn't be shocked. But I, okay, I okay. barring barring anyone goes over the top, everybody has their price. Okay, even even right. David Stearns is going to get an possibly get an offer if he pulls the trigger on a Omar deal. He's just it's internally going to say, "Hey, man, this totally outweighs going into the postseason with Victor Caratini and Feliciano. This totally outweighs it." I had to say yes. I, so yeah, in that maybe, regard, it's possible. And maybe they're playing their hand that they don't think Omar is, is going to be around after this year. You know, he's afraid. Oh, for but sure. I'll, I'll end it with this, Tim. I got a question for you. Who do you think on Tuesday they're going to need a fifth starter? And to me, looking at the Nashville roster, I mean, the three options are Ethan Small, Caleb Boucher, or Jason Alexander. But I don't, I don't think you can bring Alexander up unless injury. So who, who do you – I'll hang up and listen, but who do you think – starts Tuesday night in the fifth rotation spot until until Freddie gets back. Yep. All right. Thanks, Th- for, thanks for the call. Yeah, they they could go with a bullpen. Brett, they they could because there's a Thursday off day there. Uh and outside of that, if they if they don't go with that, then it, it makes total sense to put Ethan Small back in there and start, doesn't it? I mean, if you're rebuilding and competing at the same time, part of the rebuild is getting Ashby on a 5-year deal. Part of rebuilding is getting an Ethan Small and his feet wet in the big leagues. That's part of that process of continually rebuilding and competing at the same time. You can't get Chichi Gonzalez? Or, uh, or, or Jose Urania? Oh, no, you can't get him. He's Well, I guess you could by then if you really wanted him. I would be begging for Ethan Small right Jason now. Alexander. Jason yeah, Alexander. Uh, yeah, unless yeah. there's injury, I don't know if he would be eligible to come back at that time. I don't think so. Like Brett said, I, I don't think so. I get think you got to stay get down. Get the young guys up. Yeah, it makes sense to me. All right, uh, let's see. Notebook Mike. Hello, Mike. You're on the fan. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, you are. Boy, there's a lot of passion. I like you it. Listen to four seven-minute convos. Okay, but, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna repeat what I thought I heard. Okay, what? and I don't mean to offend you, Mike. What? You listen to 407 in a com roast. That's what I thought I heard. I don't know what it means, but what did you just say? I don't understand what you just said. I didn't understand what you just said. <laughs> no, I mean, I just sat through seven minutes. Oh, 
each caller. Okay, there you go. I'm saying there's a lot of passion. I don't think so. I think it's very productive conversation. Well, you know what? You, you look outside, it's nice out. People golf. <laughs> they go to the game. There's a lot of people that are out in the garage listening, watching. But uh, I know you own dogs. We had kind of a tough morning. What happened? Put our dog down. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah. She was suffering. Rest her soul, Lucy. I, I came home and watched the game. I said, ease my pain a little bit, you know? Well, that's what sports is for. That's what we're for. We're to have good, enlightening, and, and positive conversations with you, Mike, on a, right. on a rough day. I remember when Bart Starr died. I got really emotional. Mm-hmm. And then Woodruff threw like a great game. But uh, Suter, Yelich, Hater, I think it's all coming together a little bit. Seems Red like throw. it. Wong. A lot of credit's got to go to Stearns. Rowdy. They're starting to put it all together, you know. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, good luck with feeling a little bit better about Lucy. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough. You know, it's like one of your kids. I haven't experienced uh, losing a dog yet. I'm a first-time oh, dog terrible. owner, and my boys are uh, ten, and so they're getting it's getting there. It's, well, she was eleven, but it's yeah. tough. Yeah, all you right. Know, it just looked like they gave her a shot. It looked like she was just sleeping, and oh my god! But yeah, I think Stearns should get a lot more credit. Mike, for ever, I can think I can speak on behalf of every dog owner. We're with you, Mike. I don't think I'd ever get another dog, though. It's too hard to go through. I don't. I I know that, Mike. I've said it for for the last three years with my dogs. It's like, man, I don't know if I want to go through this, and I haven't even gone through it yet. My heart's already what breaking. They're, they're still got? here. You have two. Two. What kind? Lab Shepherd mixes. They're about 140, 135 pounds each. Big boys. Well, welcome for me when you get home. Who who needs gun laws? I got dogs, man. I got yeah, I got these and there ain't nobody. No one's coming in that house. I can guarantee you that. All right. Mike, take it easy. We're with you. We're thinking about you. All right. See you later. Okay. Regather. <laughs> can we Gather. get one more in? We can. We okay, can. Okay, and then we can go to council. We yeah. can get get in here from Craig Council. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure. Seriously, you're a dog owner, Tim, or no? Uh, so I was. Was he? But then see? I had to give it to my brother because I couldn't have it at my apartment. Ah, okay. So she's still alive. Okay, good. One eye. But that, one yeah, eye. See there. So wow. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But yeah, um, she's she's ten. Pitbull, baby, big old baby. Put your face down in her uh-huh. and just tuckle your face right into her neck. The best part was when I had to give her over to my brother and thank, you know, thank heavens that he took her. That's a dog day afternoon, uh-huh. that's for sure. The kids would uh, ride her around like a horse, and she loved it. Ride on the dog. Yep. 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 Brian, <laughs> let's talk some Brewers baseball. What do you say? Hey, Tim. Uh, first off, I just want to say... Uh, take care of the notebook, Mike. I tell you, that's tough losing a losing a 
as a dog owner, I know what he's going through. That's tough. Yeah, so, and, and, and everybody does. That's a dog owner, except, you know, a few of us that are with dog, but yet dog days, they, they're they done at some point, and we all know. Yeah, they don't live on, they don't live forever, but yep. anyhow. Hey, to the game today, Tim, I'll tell you, this uh, couple of your callers, and one of them brought in earlier about, you know, Josh Hader and Devin Williams, and I think the worst thing you could do right now is to make a move with Josh Hader. I think you just you just got to let him get through his, his, his little hiccup he's got going here and, and keep on trying to get through this. I mean, we're going to be a much better team with the Hader in the, in, the, in the closer role and Devin Williams in the setup role. And if some, for some god reason, you know, Hader gets traded either this year later or, or early in, or next year, you mean Devin Williams will have his time. But mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do right now is the is to make that move because ultimately, Tim, I think we talked about it before. We need a couple extra more relievers to strengthen that pen, and then I, I think if you do that, you're going to weaken our pen. So, so yeah, and with and with the rest of the the rest of the game here today or the series so far, I think you know a lot of callers have have gotten on counts you know in the past of decision making and such, and I think you know his steadiness and what the way he he has those guys. I think we should, we should be very happy of, of how he keeps those guys together. And, and I think he wasn't able to call you yesterday on the whole uh, uh, Ashby thing and, mm-hmm. and the Stearns to sign, make that signing. Wow, we 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 just we just got to keep keep the track going here, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. All right, steady as she goes. Thank you, thank you, Brian. Good stuff. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, it 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 is a constant cycle for what Stearns. Uh, has done it just is this constant cycle of competing and rebuilding it's now the only p- part that's missing here we all know it and it's well documented by myself on this show the only part that's missing is the position player group help from underneath they know it you know it and i know it they're not getting any help as as uh position player group players go what would happen to this team if you had some just, just beasts of of just one or two position players that are sitting on that bench just just chomping to get in there, and we're successful, and it's tough to keep them out of the lineup. Losing Jace yesterday that's a that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Also, but just saying that's the one missing link here. Now I don't know if Stearns is going to be around long enough to see this cycle come to fruition where you actually do get help from a Sal Freelick or eventually their, their number one this year, Eric Brown Jr. or Hedbert Perez or uh, Jackson Cherio or any of these guys, Weimer, Gray, uh, Garrett Mitchell, I think I might have said. But I don't, I don't know if he'll be long enough to, here long enough to see that come to fruition. But let's just say he is. And you see what he's doing with all these, you know, these team control guys or veteran one-year deals. And he's competing at this level. And he's doing it with with just, I mean, you talk about a baseball rat on the field. How about this grit of a baseball rat in that front office? Because that's exactly what he's doing with a limited payroll. It's, it's, it's easy to figure out here. It's a limited payroll, and he's piecemealing these things together, and and, and it's a you know three or four guys different each and every 
well, a year and a half or so, really, when it comes down to it. The Grandals, Moustakases, Hunter Renfros, uh, Andrew McCutcheons, all of these guys. Where's the help from underneath? Oh, man. Let's let's just wait and find out what he does. Hopefully, he'll be here to integrate both of those things. And that's why signing a Freddie Peralta to a longer-term deal. Buying out, saving some money to sign an Andrew McCutcheon type player in three years when you can't afford to sign the big-name pitcher. You've already got him on the cheap. Same with Ashby and his signing over the weekend. All right, let's hear from uh, Craig Council. I'm sure he's not going to talk about the big picture and the cycle that goes on with David Stearns competing and rebuilding at the same time, but he will talk about a Brewers 10-9 victory. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show right here on The Fan. Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. All right, welcome back. 10-9, Brewers get the victory. That's three in a row out of the All-Star break. We'll hear from Craig Council in a second here, and we'll get you the uh, highlight package also. you got to hear some highlights on a 10-9 victory, that's for sure, and a little surprise inside of these highlight uh inside of this highlight package so stick around for that but uh, let's get to Craig Council as his team takes three straight over the Rockies I mean the eighth inning was was a great example of it um but but it was everybody throughout the game I mean that, that rally started with two outs started with two strikes on Yelly um and four guys in a row had 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 really good at bats uh we chose that bad in the first inning um whole bunch of foul balls and uh driving in two so it was a game of you know I, I think both sides lots of guys had good at bats a lot of those hits came with two strikes i think i think like eight of the ten rbis came with two strikes what it takes to be able to kind of deliver in those situations when well yeah it was it was that kind of day um you know it felt like that for both sides it was um you know, there was a lot of balls put in play, a lot of balls balls found holes. Um, and we did a good job of just kind of staying in the fight when we got to two strikes. Going back kind of even the last three days, what have you seen from the approach of your offense, you know, in the first three games after the break that has led to so much success? I mean, you know, there, there's there's nothing – there was no meeting addressing that or any, anything like that. We just uh, we've had we've had some good days. Um, some guys are doing a nice job. We're doing a nice job with running score position. Hunter Renfro's hit three homers. That that helps. Um, so we've we've uh, we've just swung the bats well. The Hunter, number. Sorry, Todd. Hunter's really got the ability to carry an offense for a stretch, doesn't he? With the, with the power and just what he provides in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the big thing is there's been a men on base. You know, it's three homers, it's men on base, so we're talking, you know, seven RBS, seven runs, and and then those homers. So that's that's those are game changers, and uh, you know, he did it again today um, to get us the lead. He, he got on in the first to to keep that inning going. Um, you know, but there we had good at bats all day. Bross, Bross had a really nice at bat um, to drive in the run of the pulls within one. So. Um, you, know, you can go up and down, and every guy did a, did his job today offensively. For also, I think seven of eleven now was a pinch hit, or just what kind of 
to be able to kind of come off the bench like that and deliver in that. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a crazy number. It really is. I didn't realize it was, it was that. Um, that's, that's, that's outstanding. It really is. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Be a good night for a steak. Yeah, it really would. 10-9 Brewers get the victory in, in Brasso. Yes, yeah, 7 for 11 as a pinch hitter. You just heard uh, Craig Council uh, refer to that, and uh, Craig Council just smiling away. Oh, of course, because he puts him in those situations to go for 7 for 11, right? I say it's a good night for a steak with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. Home grill kits are there for you. Check it out. All the information, 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Let's get your calls of the game and we'll get to our game recap here. Lauer uh, puts up a zero in that first inning, uh, but he did walk a man, Bryant, with one out. Blackman, a just a rocket hit to Adamas, and uh, he throws a rocket to Telez to double off Bryant, uh, scoreless to the bottom of the first inning. And the Brewers jump off into the lead in the first, leadoff triple by Christian Yelich. He hammered that baseball, 117 off the bat. Next man up, get the ball in play, and get the lead. Adamas rips one to right, got some carry. Joe toward the line, and he makes the catch in fair territory. This is going to bring Yelich home, and the Brewers are on the board. Rowdy then would have a base hit, and after a McCutcheon fielder's choice for the second out of the frame, Colton Wong reaches on a drop third. That was key. Renfro hit by a pitch to load him up with the one in, two outs for Luis Urias, and he hammers this baseball. And Urias, a ground ball, and it gets by Hampson. In to score McCutcheon. Wong right behind him. In the second base goes Urias. And the Brewers lead three to nothing. That'll be a double and two RBIs for Luis Urias. That makes a big difference playing from the lead. Three zip in the first. Three runs on three hits. Uh, reach on a strikeout, a hit by pitch. So they took advantage. 38 pitches in the frame for Chad Cool into the second inning. Lauer gives back one. On three hits and almost more as the final out recorded deep to left field would have been a three-run home run. That was key in this game as it turned out. Uh, leadoff walk to uh, Jonathan Davis in that second inning. They strand him right there. Into the third inning, it stays 3-1. Lauer, well, the Rockies just pecking away here uh, as a one-out double by Chris Bryant, and he got knocked in by Blackman on a base hit. Uh, minimized damage in the in the inning. 3-2, bottom of the third. Brewers battle right back after a McCutcheon strikeout. Colton Wong, a base hit. Sixth hit in the series to that point. And he stays hot. And this guy does as well. Hunter Renfro stays scorching hot. Um, I, I don't know how Here, that... Um... Here's Renfro in the left field. Did he do it again? Yes, he did! Hunter Renfro has homered in three consecutive games. A two-run shot this time. 
And Renfro is on fire right now. The Brewers add to their lead. It is now 5-2. to two. Up by three at that point at 5-2. And uh, Chad Cool was uh, pulled a little bit later on in that inning. Gomber, the lefty, came in and got a uh, pop-up from Omar and struck out uh, Davis, but more damage done. That two-run home run, third straight game, Hunter Renfro with a home run. Into the fourth inning, up three, three up, three down. Go the Rockies against Lauer in the fourth. You're thinking he's going to settle in from right there. Willie Adamas, a one-out walk in the fourth, erased on a uh, double play. And they get to Lauer in the fifth inning, and they get into the Brewers' bullpen as well. He gives up a one-out walk to Joe, and then Bryant takes him for a two-run home run to make it 5-4 at that point. Another walk to Charlie Blackman with the two in and one out. Uh, Council had seen enough, and Gustave summoned from the pen, gets a couple of ground balls, and gets out of the fifth inning to keep the score at 5-4 in the bottom of the fifth inning, Renfro. Uh, that base hit in that bottom of the fifth inning, wow, he's he's not only hitting the long ball, but he's uh, hitting for average as well. Stayed 5-4, and Gustave into trouble in the sixth inning. Infield single, then a walk. Walks are killing me here. Base hit, ties the game at five. Through all of that, nobody up in the pen for Craig Council. And then another walk to load him up with nobody out. And uh, Milner starts getting ready right there in the pen. Ground ball. They throw him out at first, but the lead run scores 6-5 Rockies. And it brought up Bryant with first base open. And Blackman on deck. You're going to have to pitch to him. And he gets a big strikeout right there. Council has seen enough of Gustave. And uh, Hobie Milner summoned from the pen. And... Uh, Milner comes in and strikes out Charlie Blackman to finally end that inning. Big damage done. They give up the lead. 6-5 Rockies into the bottom of the sixth inning. Brewers, this back-and-forth affair. They bounce back. It was off the bat of Tyrone Taylor. Late in the game. Hits Allen high and deep right center. This one's got a chance. Gritchick will watch it fly. Tyrone Taylor ties it at six. A pinch hit home run for Taylor since burning down the slide. 6-6 six, six in the sixth inning. Ooh, that's kind of freaky. Uh, Boxberger in top of the seventh inning. Brewers uh, looking to get it, get it just get a, get a lead and get into the back end of the bullpen. They're tied at that point. But, wow, third consecutive inning that the Rockies score two runs. Boxberger, when the dust settles, two runs two hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. And suddenly the Brewers trail 8-6 to six in the bottom of the seventh inning. Brewers battle right back in their half of that seventh inning. A one-out double by McCutcheon and Brasso to pinch hit for Wong right there. Council looks like a genius as Brasso comes through. Pitch, and Brasso hammers one into the gap. McCutcheon will score. Brasso into second with an RBI double. A pinch hitting savant. Mike Brasso delivers. Yep, all the numbers made it a pretty good move for Craig Council. Yes, sure did. Brewers get within one at 8-7. It brought up Hunter Renfro up 2-0. Mm, pops it up for the second out. 
and Luis Urias flies out to end the inning, but they're back within one eight seven. You got to hold it right there, and Brent Suter does just that. Does allow a double and a uh, hit batter, but most importantly, a zero into the bottom of the eighth inning. And here's where it got good. Brewers come right back, all with two outs. Yelich with a walk, Adamas then with a base hit to put runners at first and second. And the rowdy, rowdy chance out for Rowdy Telez. Let's go. 3-2 pitch on the ground. It's through a base hit. Here comes Yelich. And we are tied at eight. Rowdy Telez delivers. Another two-strike RBI hit for the Brewers. What an at-bat. Yeah, one of the best at-bats we've seen in a long, long time. Rowdy Telez fell behind early. It was a one-two count. Early in that at bat, and then he just kept battling. Bolome missed his spots. Finally had to come in with the bases with a full count. And Rowdy Telez able to find a hole in the right field. What in that bat by Rowdy Telez? We're all tied. Eight eight in that uh, eighth inning. That's weird. Uh runners at the corners and uh Andrew McCutcheon. I mean I, you you talk about the slump earlier. I don't know if people uh, even remember that one forever. A one for forever that he was in earlier this year. But, man, has he been coming through and not only just the production on the field but the veteran leadership. But he comes through with one of the bigger swings of the season. And McCutcheon rips one. Center field over the head of Daza. In the score of Thomas. To Les right behind him. Andrew McCutcheon. Call him Andrew McCutcheon. There it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin. All the highlights there as the Brewers go up 10-8. Well, Josh Hader would then go on to give up a couple of hits and a run, but no problem. It's 28 saves for Josh, a victory for the Brewers, final 10-9. But going back to that uh, eighth inning here, here's the little surprise I was telling you about. Tomorrow uh, at uh, 10 o'clock here on the fan, it's going to be Kevin Holden. Is that right, Tim Shea? He's yeah. going to be filling in? Yep, he'll be filling in for uh, the gentleman tomorrow. And here. he was doing the the, the game today yep. on? On Telemundo, like every Sunday. Every Sunday he uh, he, he yep. uh, play-by-play yep. on Telemundo. So we've got to get the Andrew McCutcheon call. And just to see how excitable Kevin Holden from CBS 58 and Telemundo uh, got when the, the Brewers finally took the lead up by two at that point, 10-8. But this is how it sounded. Check it out. Al campo central. Al campo central. No chance. Doblete para Andrew McCutcheon. Una carrera nota. Rowdy Teles anota también. Cerveceros con la ventaja 10 por 8. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> There's our friend Kevin Holden. Good stuff right there, Kevin. That is that is cool. So there's your final. 10-9 the final. Brewers go to 10 games over 500. Three straight to come out of the All-Star break. Three straight in this four-game set. There's still another game in this series. You might as well just seal the deal with a sweep. We gotta find out if the ex-wife is gonna borrow the borrow me the broom for the sweep. Sweep those, those what do you call them? Those gnats? You those know, like gnats. The gnats. They just fly those, those Rockies. I mean, their offense is ah, just like the bugs that just won't go away.
But uh, we'll check the matchup for game four after the break here. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. All right, final couple of minutes here as the Brewers get the 10-9 victory. They make it a weekend sweep uh, as it goes for the weekend, but not the series. The series continues tomorrow. We'll check out the matchups as the Rockies uh, stay in town here for a Monday series finale. But uh, we need to go back and just hear a little bit from Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, He caught up with Sophia Minnert from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Andrew, this was a long, wild one. You guys exchanging leads back and forth the last couple of innings, but take me through that at bat. All fastballs from Colome. How'd you time up that last one for the double? Uh, yeah, I mean, he threw me a couple cutters in there, too, but uh, I was just trying to get something to hit, uh, and I was able to hit the ball hard and was able to get over the center fielder's head, so uh, that was an all-around good win. What about the at bat by Rowdy Telez in front of you as well, working a full count and delivering to tie the game there? That was big because without that, we don't get in that situation. I mean, from the top, yeah, they're leading it off, getting on base, and then going from there. So we just kept, we just kept, it, kept the line moving, and now we're able to get a good win tonight. Well, a big story today offensively was the two-strike approach. Eight runs scored on two strikes. How are you guys able to execute in those situations, Coach? I don't know. I don't want to think about it either. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. How about three wins in a row for you guys coming out of the break? What is this team showing coming from behind again today? It shows what we're capable of doing. We have a really good team, good ball club, score a lot of runs. And uh, it's, it's nice that the offense can pick up the pitch in a little bit. So uh, it's nice we're able to show up and get a win today. All right. Thanks, Andrew, for the time. Yeah, there he is, Andrew McCutcheon, after the performance he had, especially the swing he had in that eighth inning. He uh, seems like a guy that means business right now, doesn't he? I don't know if he, he was as as happy as we're used to hearing him. Maybe someone said something to the team, like time to time to step on step the accelerator. Down. Yeah, time time to push it a little bit. I don't know. Uh, whatever happened, it's thirty five hits and twenty five runs later. Uh, we're talking about going after a four-game sweep and 7-10 first pitch tomorrow after the last pitch make the switch here gene wagner plumbing post game show and let's check out the matchups a young newly signed i guess to a long-term deal uh mr aaron ashby yeah ashby going for the brew crew two and seven with a 4.57 era going up against the rockies kyle free uh freeland left-hander kyle freeland Four and seven with a 4.96 ERA. Again, night game, 7-10. Yes, and, uh, you know, the 4.57 ERA under Ashby, he's got to start chipping away at that thing. Maybe it's time for him to step up. Now that the offense has stepped up this week. Could be. Maybe now now time for the pitching, the starting pitching, the back end. When you get a game like today, 10-9, a lot of pitching moves, you get a game 13 innings on Friday, same series, Ah, you really could use one of those extended – uh, outings out of your starter. I mean, I, I don't just mean five innings and two runs and all you know, right, not a bad job, not a bad job. How about like seven and a third where you minimize the pitch count early? You get a couple of uh, innings in there where it's seven or eight pitches and you extend 
all the way through and really give that bullpen a nice long rest. We'll see. It's fully capable of it, that's for sure. We'll see you guys after the game tomorrow night. As always, Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.